This is Hops and Spirits Bar Conversations. Come for the craft beer, bourbon, whiskey, and great drinks. Stay for the conversations. Here's your host, Jonathan Green. Do we have a fun episode for you this week? It's going to be the first of uh, some things that we hope to see a good bit here on the Bar Conversations, and that's an expanded tasting notes. That's right. We'll be dropping a, an expanded tasting notes as we talk about the Entrepreneurial Spirit Fund uh, for you this episode, but we did a full interview with C.S. Scotch and the amazing program they have there that'll be dropping later this week on all of our platforms that you can find bar conversations and our big conversation this week is with kai Krogeni, vocals guitar for the band lord nelson it's a lot of fun to get their history and just his, his musical um aspirations and just how it all came together it's a it's a fun chat i hope you're also checking out all of our other fun things that we do you can find those at hopspirits.com and on all of our social media but let's not waste any more time let's get to some more fun it's almost time. Where did I where, where did I put those? Here they are. <laughs> it's time for tasting notes. Joining us here on for a tasting notes is the founder of CS Scotch Whiskey, Kareen. How do you say your last name? And did I say your first name correct? Yes. Yeah, you said that right. And it's Luna Ostaseski. It's a mouthful. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I was just hopeful I got the first one right, and there was a 50-50 chance <laughs> on that. I, I appreciate you joining us for for a little bit of tasting notes. Uh, to talk a little bit about kind of the fun things you do there and, and you, you want to make CS Scotch purpose-driven as well and you launched the uh, Entrepreneurial Spirit Fund which I, I had to double check three times before I, I said that. Uh, why did you want to do something like this and why was it so important to you? Yeah yeah so um, I think it's a uh... What what strikes me is from day one, you know, people took my phone calls, right? They took my questions. They were kind enough to offer me advice, you know, which sometimes I took, sometimes I didn't. But just the fact that they took a moment to, to share with me was really important. And, you know, to this day, I still take, you know, four or five calls on from entrepreneurs now where I help them out. So kind of giving back, paying it forward has always been really important to me. Um, and so from day one, I give whatever I could towards underrepresented, underrepresented entrepreneurs. So at first it was, I think my first year was like a hundred dollars. I was able to, to donate to a charity and second year, like 250, you know, just slowly growing. And, um, this past year, I'm really proud to say that we, we did a program for grants for minority entrepreneurs, uh, in the form of a quarter of a million dollars. So we were able to give away uh, ten thousand. Just a little bit more. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a bit tough. So we we gave uh, ten thousand dollar grants to twenty five recipients um, in the markets where we operate, as well as a six month mentoring program. So I've been personally mentoring these entrepreneurs and really enjoying that process. Um, the businesses were very varied. Um, and this year we're actually honing it in a little bit in terms of the program. Um, we're going to concentrate our focus in the food and beverage and hospitality industry. So uh, we can't align with any businesses that hold a liquor license as it's a conflict of interest, but we are able to concentrate these grants for you know, cocktails, food, glassware, kitchenware, barware, mixers, any kind of at-home entertaining, um, party planning companies, food trucks, <laughs> prepared food companies, cafes, food bloggers, recipe creators, and, and so much more. Um, so there's a lot in that kind of food and beverage hospitality industry arena that we're hoping to be able to, to help and support minority entrepreneurs this year. And, and how can folks uh, find out more information about it? Sure. Um, it'll be uh, in the purpose section of our website, which is csscotchwhiskey.com. And the program is in partnership with a wonderful partner called Hello Alice. 
um, that offers grants to all kinds of um, businesses as well. They have a community of almost 500,000 small business owners, and they also have a lot of resources um, in terms of, you know, marketing, funding, um, financing, so all kinds of, of industry support there as well. And then, you know, you mentioned that you guys have been able to kind of grow this program, and now you're able to even mentor folks. What, what has been the response to the, the Spirit Fund and the, the impact it's had on, on, on folks? Oh, I, it's been phenomenal. <laughs> um, it's wild uh, because I think the stage of business that we're targeting, these are small businesses, they're under a million dollars in revenue. So a $10,000 grant, it could mean the difference from you know keeping someone on payroll or making rent that month um, or launching a new product that they've, that they've been having in the works. So it's, it's instrumental in their businesses. And then, you know, on the mentorship level, um, sometimes just having a, you know, someone that, that you can, you know, rely on, get some advice, some support, cheerleader, <laughs> you know, just a, you know, introduction maker, you name it. And I've been really happy that, you know, through the years I've been able to, to grow um, resources in that way. I've personally been a mentor for seven different accelerator programs. So I've been able to build up quite a, a good community of resources for people and, and always happy to share that. I was gonna. I was gonna ask. I mean, how how rewarding is it for you to do that, but also just to you know, because you you had people that helped you along along the way. I'm sure um, whether it was the Kickstarter fund or even just working with the master blenders, um, to kind of give back yourself and and have that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it keeps me going on a daily basis, right? Like the days that that are really tough. Um, it gives me motivation to know that that this is why I'm doing this, and that that there are real people that are benefiting. Um, from from the success of, of the brand, so it's really important for me to keep keep it growing. And 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 then like I said, it's a, it's an amazing thing to see. And you know, with the things that you've gone through, obviously you've learned a whole lot along the way, and you're able to share that. And, and Corinne, I appreciate this so much, and thank you for taking some time to tell your story and in, in, about Sia Scotch. Uh, thank you, Jonathan. It's been a pleasure. And for those that are, are listening and watching, you can see the full interview uh, of our Tasting Notes extended interview on our all of our social media pages, and you can find it at hopspirits.com as well. Remember to check out Hops and Spirits on social media at hopspirits, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find Hops and Spirits on YouTube and at hopspirits.com. Joining us here for our conversation is Kai Krogetti. Did I say that correct? You got it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm two for two because I always try these things beforehand and sometimes <laughs> they don't go well, but I got this one right both times. Kai Krogetti, vocals, guitar for the band Lord Nelson. Kai, welcome in. Thanks for, so much for having me this evening. Yeah. I, I appreciate you hopping on. I've, I've been listening to your new album and we'll be talking about that here in a little bit. Uh, or the band's new album, I should say. It's a it's a collaborative effort there. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I, I, you said you've been paying a little attention to the the podcast, so you know, probably my first question. I, I broke out some some barrel bourbon, some batch thirty tonight. My, oh, my nice. little guy here. Um, you know, it's a little warmer today here in Kentucky. Uh, you know, we got into like almost fifty, so I figured I'd get some fall spices. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you, you got anything good for tonight? Um, yeah, I broke out the uh, just good old Woodford Reserve tonight. So. Nice. That's yeah. I love, I love love Woodford. Love going over there and visiting them. They're not too far from where I live. Um, oh, cool. Just a beautiful location. So, yeah, I was um, I was at in uh, Louisville not maybe a few years back and did did some of that checking out things and uh, yeah, big fan of big fan of the products. <laughs> I was gonna say. So, are you a whiskey guy, beer guy, all the above guy? <laughs> all yeah, a little all <laughs> things in moderation, including moderation. But um, 
no, I grew up, uh, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've come to by traveling around and playing music. It, you kind of get a chance to experience anything you like. And, uh, yeah, it's neat to see all the great, you know, spirits and, and brews that are being made around the, uh, around the country these days. And that's been a, a fun part of it. And, uh, yeah, so I'm equal opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I like that. I, I am the same way. I was a beer guy first, but have dabbled a little bit more into the whiskey world and, and uh, even now more so into the tequila world, although that's more for, for my wife and, and her friends. Um, yeah. For, for those for those that may not know Lord Nelson or, or you know, maybe this is their first time hearing some of the music and so forth, how would you describe your band's style? Because I don't know if I could pinpoint it exactly. That's that's a good question, and it's one that I'm trying to get better at answering. Um, <laughs> I always like answering that because I swear every artist is the same. It's like, well, I don't want. It's not like a specific thing. It's a nice combination mixed. Yeah, know, a nice everyone, mix. Everybody thinks that they're like they're like, we're playing rock and roll, and it's super unique and different. But no, it's we're um you know I grew up listening to '70s rock and roll and singer songwriters, and you know from Tom Petty to the band Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan, like that's those were the like. The songs that grew up around in our house, and so I think throughout Lord Nelson's career, we've had we've kind of shifted depending on who's been sort of a songwriting force in the band and, and helping to, to guide stuff. And over the years, that's changed a little bit here and there, but we've um, had consistency in a lot of it. And so I think long answer, but I think it's just we say rock and roll or southern influence rock. Um, some people say Americana, which is a term I used to absolutely hate, um, but now it's I'm like man, whatever it takes to help get people to the door to help get them in to see what they think and um so yeah i think this rock this record is our most sort of straight ahead rock with some some sort of country tinge um some classic rock stuff so yeah it kind of covers those those worlds we think well, I was going to say, and, and you touched a little bit on it with, with some of your influences. I mean, is that, is that what you kind of grew up on or, or folks mm-hmm. that you, you know, influenced you or, or kind of maybe provided that, um, goal so, so to speak yeah and i think um for me personally my father's a songwriter and so i grew up um like he had a a cup of tea in nashville and decided he wanted to to live in virginia and become an artist out out here and so um that's where i grew up and uh so he was sort of a a, a great example and role model of, of how to carve out a creative life and also he would you know he he wasn't touring or playing in bands but he always was playing guitar around the house so this or you know he'd play his his favorite songs from from his era and that's sort of what we my brother and i grew up listening to and so that was my foundation was really in songs and i think you know there's lots of people who came up with who are virtuosic or into the jam band world or or what have you but um i think for me everything has to to work around the song and so i think i've for better or worse that's sort of been my my beacon here <laughs> through carving out <laughs> a life in music well, I was going to say, I mean, you know, growing up around music, uh, you know, for me, I, I, that was listening. It wasn't like I had anyone playing. I, I'm lucky if I can carry a tune and not run everyone off. Um, I mean, <laughs> what is that? Is just your, your family and your dad's love of music kind of what got you into music? Is, is that kind of how it, the ball got rolling, so to speak? Yeah. He, um, I remember this will date me, but the, um, the, when they did the Beatles, it was like the, uh, anthology. It was like, gosh. I remember it came out on TV and or maybe I can't remember maybe it was like watching at a friend's house in VHS or it was yeah one of those things but I remember seeing that and getting an idea of like um wow so this is this is what's out there's rock and roll like we I grew up in the woods and music was always um a communal thing but I wasn't as aware of sort of the the broader picture of it 
And so, um, yeah, definitely. I think it was just those things were normalized. I grew up knowing the lyrics to many Bob Dylan and, you know, Joni Mitchell songs and all and uh, stuff along that era for my dad's uh, youth. And so um, I think for me, he never pushed us to play and, or anything. It was just like, hey, if you want to, here you go. So my brother picked up drums. I picked up guitar. And um, I think because it just sort of was always around and uh, was never pushed on us, it just was fell naturally into our laps. I was gonna say. I mean, I've asked this a few times to a few folks on, on the the show. When did when did you kind of realize that you could maybe this could be something, you know, a career or at least mm-hmm. something that you were willing to go down that that journey? Um, it's <laughs> a good question. I think like the band started, and we were like a lot of bands playing your friends' backyard party. Uh, we had folk friends and band members lived in an old orchard house here, so we'd like have parties in their apple sh- like the apple shed, and it was just like touring bands would stop through, and it was like Lord of the Flies kind of situation with rock and roll, and um, <laughs> so it did, you know the band kind of started like that, and I think for me, my mindset is if I'm going to do something, I'm going to try to do as it as much as I can, you know, try to play the string out. So you know that's not always the goal for everyone playing music. So that sort of crystallized the direction of the band and what we're doing, and um, We've been playing around a bunch, I guess, and uh, it was, you know, people started showing up to shows, and I was like, okay, this is cool, and then we got to play um, sort of a big local festival, and that helped get our career going, and um, I was always just trying to think, okay, well, how do we get back here? What do we do next? What's what's the next move? And I always wanted to be on the road. Um, I wanted to tour. I wanted to do all that. So, I don't know. I can't put my finger on one exact moment, per se, but... Um, but I think it just was sort of the accumulation of, of all these things coming together and it's sort of learning and uh, navigating how to love the local bars and that kind of thing. And how do I get out of this? How do I get into a van? How do I get to play the next state over? How do you do these things? And uh, just constantly curious and, and wanting to figure that out. Well, I was going to say, and it, and it seems to have continued to grow and, and grow. And now you guys have your, I believe, third album. Is that that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Your third album is, is out. It dropped uh, last month in January, Transmission. Now, it's, it's, it's a little different thought process on this one. But what, what do you want folks to take away from, from this album? Because I, I really enjoyed it. You know, Tooth and Nail is probably my favorite song on it. Nice. Um, you know, what, what, what do you want folks to take away from it compared to maybe your first two? Yeah, um, I think like most bands, our first record was a collection of songs that we had, uh, you know, accumulated between us. And the second record was written very quickly on the road, and we gave it more of a, a studio treatment. And um, and this one, we just we did it kind of as uh, as low key as we could. We thought it would just be a live live ish record that we could put out, and and people would, uh, you know, give them something to to tide them over until we could get back in the studio and do this whole thing. And then COVID hit, and we like okay well um what do we do so i think as i've been talking about this record some i like there's no highbrow it's not a concept record it's, it's just a rock record we wanted to just turn the guitars and drums up and um there's a lot of shouting vocals it was you know we i remember very distinctly recording all these vocals like in a fr- friend's farmhouse all of us like standing around yelling and like there was it was just rowdy and rambunctious and it, it's I think our approach towards it being um, so so low key and and not stressing out about it, it helped um, to not have any nerves around recording. Like we all, we took all the takes seriously, but uh, we arranged, produced, recorded it ourselves, and um, kept it all in house. And 
as we were wrapping up, I was like, you know, this, this is actually pretty cool. We, um, it was, it was nice to be able to, we feel like we, we got what we were aiming for on this one, which is just a loose rock record that we hope now will, will bring a little light in places and hopefully bring people together. And, um, it's funny, there's, I was talking to someone recently saying a lot of records coming out now are folks who are able to, you know, only record in their laundry room or their, their basement. And there's a lot of like kind of introspective, quieter things. And they're like, wow, this is, this is really different. I was like, fortunately we were able to sneak it in right before all this crap hit. But, um, so I think it, it's, it has felt weird to me a little bit, uh, coming back around to it, um, from its initial recording to how it's to sort of where it's coming out in the world now. But, um, but yeah. We just can't wait to play songs live. That's always our our goal when we make a record. <laughs> I was gonna say, I mean, or it could be live from your your uh, kitchen table, uh, yeah. with a nice flowery background <laughs> behind me. I feel like we've all we've all got got a lot of that this year. Yeah. <laughs> so, now I, I remember reading too about about this album, and and you, you kind of touched on it here. You kind of wanted that live feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what kind of made you go down that road? Because I know on the second one, you guys definitely had that more studio feel with it. Um, you know, why why kind of have that maybe cross between a live but, st- you know, professionally recorded still um, type album? So our last, our second and third records were recorded in the exact same space, which is always, for people who've listened to them, they're like, really? And so we were just very conscious of our production choices. Um we basically just threw a bunch of mics up. We're like, does this sound good? Great, let's go with that. And we intentionally did not put a lot of reverb on. It's mostly what's in the room. We didn't get, you know, too crazy with overdubs or like there's some there's some loose stuff as I've listened to it now. I was like, wow, okay. You know, that we didn't put everything everything was on the click mostly, but you know, it wasn't um it wasn't just to the finest comb detail. And so part of that we wanted that energy to translate. We just thought we wanted a record that we could hand people after show and say, this is what you just heard. You know, this is how we basically sound live with a little cleanup here and there. And, um, well, we liked our first few records a lot. They weren't necessarily representative of what we were doing when you take a stage. And so that was a big goal for this one is, is not make it too, too pretty around the corners. Cause our live shows certainly isn't. And, um, so yeah, we just we try to have fun with it, take any stress of recording out, which since we weren't, paying you know expensive producers by the hour in a big fancy place it, it really made it super fun so we did most of it in about two weekends with all of us like the whole band was sleeping on my couch like on my couch my floor like we just <laughs> took over and my wife would like make us food and you know keep kind of keep the train rolling for us and um yeah it was just it was a really great period to kind of have that um kind of band camp vibe where you're all working together and very locked in and um just uh, and there were songs we played a lot on the road, so we kind of knew exactly what we wanted to do with them. Um, going in the studio, so yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's. Yeah, the I was gonna say, well, and 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 I, and I love that too because I, I think one of the biggest compliments you can give an artist, especially nowadays, is that when you hear them live and you go, "Man, that is exactly how it sounded on the track." Because, like you said, sometimes things get a, you go, "Wait a minute, that's not that's not right." And, and to be able to go, "No, this is what you heard. You're gonna still love it no matter what." is has got to be an awesome feeling. Now, I'm curious because you said it was kind of like band camp. Are there any good stories like band camp, or or you're not allowed to tell tell those? Um, <laughs> at this there's period no, this, of the band, there was one time at <laughs> <laughs> different type of band camp. I think uh, this one was fueled by I think like a lot of. Uh, Coors Light and uh, and other things, but um, it was like we were coming off like a hard touring stretch, and so the good side was the songs were all really fresh, the band was really tight, um, 
But yeah, I'm trying to think of anything crazy. I mean, and y'all get I along. I mean, if you were staying in a in a house <laughs> with everyone, you all were getting along too. That's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, it's and I think part of it is we came just came from the road, so we were like, um, you know, you're driving around in a forty three fifty, so that we're always we're kind of used to being in this compact space together, and that's for people to tour a lot and. I've talked to friends about this. Like you're so used to being in this unit at all the times. And so you just kind of get used to like not having personal space or time to yourself, which can be drive you crazy. But in our case, we were like, came off the road. We're just in the studio sleeping on my, <laughs> my floor and my, all over the couch and stuff. And I remember one of the, the nights we came back from um, the studio with a bunch of the mixes that we had made and my, my wife was sleeping in the house. And so we went out, we like grabbed a bunch of beers and went out to the van in my driveway and so we just sat in the van and listened to the mixes and drank some beers. And uh, it was just like being on the road. And we just like sat out there for several hours. And the next day, my wife was like, did you guys really just like go pretend that you were on tour and sit in the van and <laughs> listen to the songs you just recorded that day? And, you know, it does sound crazy. And, you know, but in that moment, it was the right move. So. I was going to say, it's a great way to, you know, just, you know, enjoy your time together and, uh, you know, just make sure everything sounds sounds good. It just brings back good memories, and it gives you a good story to to, to share as well. Mm-hmm. And I th- on this album too, I believe you you guys had a couple other writers, um, you know, and mm-hmm. vocalists that you know not not normally what you guys would have in terms of kind of the project. You know, Henry and, and Callaway Jones contributed. How did that come about, and kind of maybe why did that come about? Yeah, I think my ethos for running a band has always been the band and that's been um a benchmark for sort of all musical things and um the the band of brothers we like we at one point we had two sets of brothers in the band and that's you know depending on life and employment and living situations that's fluctuated but um but yeah so henry was you know pretty much was in the early on the band kind of when we first started playing out and doing stuff and so he'd been a big part of it and he plays trombone and keyboards and so the trombone was like that was sort of our our thing for a while we were the, the country rock band that had a trombone and so um so he's always been part of it his and his writing style is a little different than mine and then his brother Callaway um who actually engineered the whole record and joined playing guitar he um and he's he has more of a sort of blues background and he's a little more like soul R&B and so I think that it's been neat over the years trying to bring those all those worlds together and just creatively figure it out. And I think that on this record, we're really happy with how, particularly how all our song choices work together. And I think it's in a live show, like, so we do like two, two, at least two of us, maybe three, we'll, we'll take turns singing different stuff. And I think it's just, it's one voice can kind of wear an audience out on a long show sometimes. And it's just, it's a nice change of pace for us. Um, so yeah, so we wanted to present the record like that. And Henry is um, still a, uh, you know, I remember the family, but he's he's living across the country now for work. So, um, so yeah, we we're really glad to have his track on here, which fit this group of songs. And there, it's uh, um, and then Callaway has yeah, he has a couple. So it's it was great to have um, yeah, just a real diversity of of voice within our own little crew. And then for you, for you, when when you're coming up with songs, writing songs, are you pulling from past experiences, uh, maybe a mix or an idea from from those experiences? How, how does how does that process work for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not exactly a confessional or, or autobiographical songwriter, um, and but a lot of these songs are drawn from very specific moments, um, <laughs> like Tooth and Nail. Those are all real stories that weren't 
necessarily the same person, but they um they all fit together really well in, in that song. Um, and on this record, we intentionally tried to, there's some darker stuff, but we wanted to have like, we didn't want it to be taken too seriously. And so there is some like, there's some lighter approaches on things. Um, and there was sort of freedom to it. Like, I don't, like there's a song about this couple robbing a bank in there, which was based on an article I saw about two people who were, you know, driving around the hills not far from here on the lamb and cops were looking for them and, you know, just allowing your mind to, to wander to those places. So it's, there's a whole mix of things. And then we have a song called putting on the, putting in the time on here, which is about just being a band on the road. But a lot of those are sayings or, uh, or statements that people would say to us on the road. Cause it's, there's nothing like playing a show and someone comes up, it's like, man, I tell you what y'all ought to do, man, you should be a blink 182 cover band. Like you got it. And it's like, Cool. Thank you for the unsolicited advice. And that, that line is not in the song, um, but there's a lot of other stuff like that. So it's just sort of like, uh, I think I always have sort of a, a note pad in my head of just trying to like, you know, those little things that pop out. Like, oh, that's going to have to remember to use that one. And uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and then, you know, you, you mentioned you're, you're in Virginia, Charlottesville, Virginia. I mean, how, how big of an impact does does kind of being in the south you know so, so to speak there just have have on you or just in virginia and charlottesville in general mm-hmm. yeah it's funny because we you know you play georgia or alabama or south carolina and they're like oh you guys are up north and then you play in the north and like you guys are down south so it's it's virginia is is a weird place but um i think it's had a huge impact in that the little community that i grew up in here um it's rural. It's um, Charlottesville's about thirty minutes away, so that's that's the big city. Uh, but you have you know university town where we could get up playing shows and kind of got cut our teeth there. Um, but it's country. It's agricultural. It's uh, there's, there's a little of everything, which is a uh, which makes it interesting. I think I definitely feel feel connected to that to that sense of place. That was that was a big important thing from the get go. Well, and then um, uh, you, you talked about it earlier. You guys are kind of been known, and as something that you wanted to be was a road band. You you want to be out mm-hmm. playing. What's it kind of been like to, unfortunately, kind of have more downtime than probably you would have hoped for, or <laughs> or anything like that? Like that. How, how has that been for for y'all? It um, you know, it's personally, it was it was a, sort of a a handbrake that I didn't know I needed. <laughs> in that we were going really uh really strong and um on the road before that and it was and I'm, i have a hard time saying no to anything and so i just kept piling things on the plate and so for as catastrophic uh, as a year or two now it's been for for many folks um and so it feels weird on a personal level to say initially it was really it was really helpful and it helped me sort of realign things and learn how to work more responsibly and figure out what to say yes to and that you don't just have to do everything. And, um, and I, I learned a lot about myself and about how I want to work in this business in this world. And it's, and between that initially we were, we we're all writing a ton cause nobody knew how long it would last. So it's like, okay, like let's keep rehearsing. Let's keep practicing. Let's be ready to go as soon as the gates are open. And then it became clear that's not going to happen right away. And then there was fits and starts and we had tours canceled and, um, but putting out this album now, that's actually really played into it because um, every rec- the last two records we put out, like we were putting them out while we were on the road, and it was just sort of all the stuff that's important to release an album successfully always fell by the wayside by virtue of exhaustion and and just spent on every <laughs> every count. So um so putting out this record now before we're actually able to really tour behind it, we will be soon. But 
um, I've learned a lot on how to do cool things like this, <laughs> to talk to folks, to engage differently, and to um, to sort of be be a little more patient <laughs> and uh, and just kind of letting go. I mean, so many shows canceled and things that are out of your control. And for someone who's was not used to that as much, um, even in this business, um, yeah, constant lessons. So that's been a, a good one to get to see. You know, we have lots of stuff lined up. It's like, great, if this happens, I'm going to be excited. So never take a show for granted anymore. Absolutely, and it sounds like like everyone else, you learn learn some new skills. It may not have been baking bread or anything like that, <laughs> but it, it was how to you know kind of find that that zen and and, and uh, that that refocus and and, and it sounds and it's awesome too. You know, like I said, it, it's also neat to see this record because, like you said, you guys basically had this done two years ago, but now you're just putting it out. Was it weird to wait that long and then to not be able to tour or anything like that, or or, or even yeah. try some of the songs, <laughs> so to speak? Yeah, and fortunately, we've been playing them live beforehand. Um, so, like, they were sort of in our in our repertoire. But we, the frustrating thing really was, like, we were kind of not over them, but we were like, okay, we finished this. We're all ready to, like, start working on the next thing. And so for that sort of creativity to be kind of put in check. And um, it was weird to, like, not listen, intentionally not listen to the record for a while because it was just, it was it just, you know, really get you down. I mean, like, okay, we're sitting on this thing. Who knows when we'll put it out? Who knows how we'll do it? And so um, putting it out now, it's uh, expectations have been managed. We were like, okay, whatever happens, like, cool. We just need to get out of the system and, uh, you know, look forward to playing these live. And that was a big part of it. Like, we love playing most, you know, these songs live. That was why they made the record. So that would be really fun. We haven't got to do that much at all for a while. So getting out and... Um, yeah, getting turned up on this this batch will be well. I think we'll we'll kick some fire back into all of us. Well, and then you know, too, for 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 someone that loves to to be out on the road, what what's kind of your favorite part about being on the road? Is it just that 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 thrill of performing and and being able to to share your love of of a, of a song and music with other people that are singing it back or, or just jamming along with you? Yeah, I mean, there's it's such a weird thing, and I've I've I was just out in. Uh, in Nashville for doing some recording for the last four nights and I got home and I was like, man, I, I am, I need to get my tour stamina back up. Like I was just out staying in one place <laughs> recording with some guys and like not getting in and out of cheap hotels and late at night. And I was like, man, I need to, I need to get back to that. But, um, I just, I love travel. I love, and I, I think the thing I like the most is like you said, it's those nights where you're in a town where you don't know anybody and there's in that, exchange between an audience who's surprised like oh this is cool and you're like wow these folks are turning up for this and just that engagement that you're both just so excited to have with each other and that the the energy you can transfer the connections you make um the random people you meet along the way and i think that's really important i think it's especially not to get political but i think that it's really easy for lots of us to be especially this year when there's been a lot of isolation to be in our own little worlds. And I think regardless of what you believe, going around, <laughs> driving around, meeting people from all different backgrounds along the way is uh, been really illuminating and, and helped to, to shed a lot of light and empathy towards all different types of folks. And I think that I have friends who, you know, from all different sides of the political spectrum. And I think that that's the main thing that, you know, not all kumbaya, but just a few. <laughs> If you meet someone after a show, your car breaks down in a weird town, your trailer pops a wheel, and you know, 
good people show up to help you out and you you make friends and you stay on someone's couch and you know you just build these weird relationships along the way and um that I, i've yeah really missed that so looking forward to to meeting new friends <laughs> well and, and i guess that that seg- segues perfect into this next question what can folks expect from y'all this year obviously you got a new album out which i said mm-hmm. transmission i love it love dragging me down tooth and nail uh, many of the songs on the record what can um mm-hmm. obviously uh, hopefully a, a tour anything else or 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 can you say officially a tour <laughs> yeah we um it's, it's crazy like things were really slow and now it's um i'm like our agents just sending me like cr- crazy amount of emails every day and so things are things are happening we're, we're trying to get it all lined up well but yeah we're gonna be on the road for most of the spring and summer um and it's constantly like things are it's a shifting landscape for everyone but it seems like things are opening up now everyone's excited to be doing stuff um we're kind of just going for it and um seeing what happens but we're just really excited to be able to play shows anywhere right now i was gonna say i'm, I'm guessing fingers are crossed and if need be you're gonna go down to the to just find a random orchard house and just start partying is, is you that got it man if it all <laughs> comes down to it and it's you know, like you go through all the stuff when you're like well what's what's the deal what's the the ticket cut price, how are we doing? Well, like all these things that are really important to putting shows together and like, but at the end of the day, like we just want to play music and we want to engage with people. And I think we, I've definitely like lowered my expectations and standards, not in a, I don't think a, a negative way, but I've just been um, really enjoying that experience a lot more. And it's sort of, it, nothing helps to erode the cynicism, like taking something out from you. So um even the shows that you know you'd be like god why are we playing here this is a nightmare so now it's the nice thing is finding finding ways to make that you know positive in some way instead of <laughs> griping about it and uh and all that so so yeah I th- i'm just really curious to see what it's like out there what how people are responding um i think that'll be really interesting how uh <laughs> how it all shakes out but <laughs> well, and if you, if you want to find out more about the band Lord Nelson band.com, you can find them on all the social media. Also check out transmission. It's out now. Like I said, I love tooth and nail. It's, it's, it's a clever song. <laughs> kind of not exactly what you're expecting. If, if you think about what, how the lyrics start out, I, like I said, I, I love that one. Drag me down is another great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, check it out on, on, um, all the all the players out there as well and and kai i appreciate it this has been a blast and and thanks for sharing a drink with me and, and sharing your story hey cheers man thanks so much for having me and uh, this is like i was saying meeting strangers in any way on the internet or in person it's always uh it's great to have music bringing that together and um hopefully we'll uh we'll cross paths down the way but thanks for your time and shining a light on this absolutely i appreciate it all right cheers <laughs>